0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Tej Talks YouTube channel. Now, today we are talking about property versus crypto, two asset classes that are very, very popular at the moment. But before we start, I'm Tej, I'm a podcaster, property investor, public speaker, and author, and with me today, I have my good friend, Mr. D Ludlow. D- who are you, D?
1: So, my name is Dee Ludlow. I'm a partner at 5D Capital Partners, where we're um, in the process of buying businesses, well, SMEs in the UK and US. But overall, I also invest in crypto, property, and some other assets too.
0: So, why do you invest in crypto? So, for
1: me, it's, um, I'm very interested in the future and the way things are going to adapt over time. And um, I believe blockchain as a whole, the technology behind it, is something that's going to play a big part in the day-to-day use of everything that we do. So that's my sort of initial look of crypto. I also like a lot of different things in it. I like how passive it can be. Um, it is very volatile, but
0: I'm happy to pay that price for the higher returns and the higher ROI. Okay. And then you know if we talk about the kind of future, mm. so I suppose, you know, if we're in crypto now, or have been, because it's been around for 10 years, I think Bitcoin was a little yeah, yeah. bit longer. So you know do you think we're still early in what could become sort of like blue chip in the world? Like, are we so early on in something that in X many years is going to be ubiquitous? Like wherever you go, whether it's Bitcoin or not, is it going to be everywhere?
1: Yes, I think that we are extremely early. Um, I do see people when they think that, you know, say Bitcoin um, is topping out and they, you know, people say they FOMO in, but you know, let's, let, if we look back at, and all we can look at is historical data at this stage, um, even if you bought the top of the last cycle, as people like to call it, um, you know, it's, it's still very early now. And to me, wh- when it comes to how early we are, if we're not already using it day to day in, you know, mass adoption, as in every country, or most countries, um, then yeah, I would say we're still early. You know, there's still some places in the world that don't use the internet, right. Um, so I would say we're very
0: early. And then, you know, if we look at property, because you're also a property investor, um, you know, because you built your portfolio, it's there, it's sort of existing, you know, maybe apart from some tenants, sort of, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yeah. kind of running. I think property kind of as a parallel to that, I think that the passive piece, I don't think it's as, it can be as passive as, you know, staking, for example, yeah. in, um, in Axie or anything like that. Volatility, It just doesn't exist in property because it's it's so slow that Mm. any sort of correction or crash i don't know i think it's yeah we can crash but it's not the same it doesn't happen in a day and then go back up it doesn't Mm. it kind of it's a bit more stable and maybe a bit more predictable because it's more understood maybe and there's maybe more historical data i know obviously that you know we look at the supply of credit like you were talking about at the event yesterday that kind of changes it but i think there's kind of parallels there but they're also they also can be quite different when it comes to the kind of future. I think this is something that puts off a lot of property investors because, mm. you know, and we can argue about need, but we, we need somewhere to live. Yeah. We need sort of a roof over our heads. People do, the government do that, you know, they're, they're never building enough homes when it comes to that aspect. Cause I know there's any property investors watching this you're watching this and say, Oh yeah, but we need houses. So we don't need a little coin, you know, whatever. And you made a really good point about this before. Like, what is the need in crypto? Like, what specifically about crypto, whether it's currencies or any element of it, is needed?
1: Well, when it comes to need, um, like we talked about at your event last night, it's, you know, a medium of exchange is a need. And, you know, there is some places in the world where people unfortunately may not have a good roof over their head like we're fortunate to have here, but they still need to transact something a transaction of value, wherever it may be, which is usually a currency for food and stuff. So when it comes to need, it is needed, and in some of the world, it's, I'm not saying it's ignorant for people in like the US, the UK, and Europe to overlook it, but there's so many places in the world that you know, aren't as fortunate as, a, as us to be able to access the things we access. So it's easy for someone here to be like, well, we need a roof over our head, because you would say that you would be classed as you know, very unfortunate if you didn't have a roof over your head in the UK. Um, but in some countries, people are trying to eat food <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and get the basic things in life that mm-hmm. they need. Um, and what hap- what, what's, what's really interesting is in some of those places, they still have access to a smartphone. Yeah. So, you know, and the reason I know this firsthand, you know, my dad lived in Hong Kong for like seven, eight years and a lot of the helpers there are from the Philippines. And you know, every Sunday they have a day off, so if you go across any of the walkways, they're all there playing dominoes and getting together on a Sunday, because they live in. They all have smartphones, they don't earn a great deal of money. But then they they need their basic use of the smartphone to either send money back or just communicate, right? So they, they get access to this, but they may not have the benefit in their family of having a good roof over their head. So medium of exchange is the one need. Two, we don't know what we need yet. So, you know, if you said 20 years ago, 30 years ago, every single day, everything that you do, pretty much is gonna rely on the internet, no one would have thought that. <laughs> yep. Literally, people can't go day to day without picking their phone up and doing something, Mm -hmm. whether they're gonna communicate. Uh, Even when I was a kid, there was no, it was like, we'll meet at this time, at this (laughs) place, (laughs) and you just relied on people being there.
0: (laughs) Now it's like people don't turn up, they're late, it's like, yeah. Now it's like, I know you're coming, but I don't know when. (laughs) So,
1: um, yeah, it's it's so day to day, and that's just the communication side of it, but all our banking at the moment, and especially like in the UK, we'll, we'll focus on the UK, you know, you need the internet. We need the internet for pretty much everything now. And this is just a technology and we're just gonna adapt to it as time goes on. And like, I was talking to a lady last night after the event and I was saying, it doesn't, you don't need to understand how it works because people don't understand how the swift payment system works now and all the different things that happens now.
0: People don't understand how the internal combustion engine works but you drive it. Exactly, so yeah. You.
1: Even like if you send an Instagram message, nobody knows how that goes from there to there. Yeah. No one knows how, but you just do it because it's part of day to day. So I think that there is needed because that's how we adapt and grow. And um, yeah, so but we don't need to understand it to do it. It's just gonna happen regardless.
0: Yeah, I think the need for understanding is, is, a, is a very human thing. When, like, it's very specific. It's very, like, we're very selective with it. We're like, yeah, we don't understand all this stuff. But because it's in the news, because it's really volatile, because it's scary, and because it's mm. unknown, we don't need to understand it. But because swift payments work, because I can send you 10 quid on PayPal right now and it works and it doesn't bother us, mm. we don't question it. Because it's like, you know, like you we pull out a £10 note, it's worth £10, right? Because we're told that, like you say, and because we don't question it. And so with Bitcoin, with cryptocurrencies, I think because it's new, newish, mm. at least now it's mm. bigger in the media, people question it more because it's not established. The government haven't said, because everyone loves the government for some reason, Mm -hmm. they haven't said, this is the currency, we take this as tender, we love it, it's great. Whereas people in El Salvador, with their funky president, um, they might be like, they'd be totally different thing. They're like, yeah, we accept it, it's cool. I buy my bread with it, I do everything with it. So I think this puts off a lot of property investors, because property, yes, while it's complex, while it's hard, it's full of complexity, it's not hard to understand Mm. that, this house is worth X many million, that one's a hundred grand. How do you plaster a wall? How do you do a refinance? It's, it's you know, I don't think it, maybe because I come from a point of knowledge, yeah. but I just think, because it's established, it's well known, oh, my uncle buys houses, my friend does it. It's so common. We're not at a stage, maybe yet yeah, in most circles, in generations at dinner tables, where they'll sit and say, oh, hey, did you um, buy more Bitcoin the other day? Or how's Solana doing? It, yeah. You know, with the tables we sit at, yeah, those are the kind of conversations yeah, yeah. you might have. house. And I think that really puts off property investors. So, you know, because in, you invest in both, are you, you know, are you a, what's his name? Miserable David Saylor, Michael oh, Saylor, I, are you a, are you a maxi, are You oh, Bitcoin's the best, or are you kind of balanced with both and other assets?
1: Yeah, balanced, you know, I think that, in regards to opportunity, I think that there's massive opportunity in crypto and being able to understand that you can go as risky as you want, or you can play it as safe as you possibly can. So, everyone's risk appetite's different. But, you know, I'm in between. Like, I would definitely use exponential gains of crypto if you know what you're doing and you know when to take money off the table to then reinvest into property. And, you know, over time that may change um, because things develop. But I'd rather move and adapt to things as they change rather than resist it and then not benefit from the change and then jump on the bandwagon afterwards. Now, you know, like I said, we can look at historical data and look at the property market, and and but you know, you come from a side of property where you understand it. You understand yeah. the moving parts. You don't. You've dived into it where you every aspect of it you understand, even the legals. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, but you know, you understand all of it um, because you made sure that you did because you mm-hmm. was invested into it. Right. Yep. Now. You can do that with crypto, but you can also do it at a at a level, like a more passive level if you want. You don't need to understand everything about it, you know, you don't yes, need to yeah, become yeah. a computer scientist to yeah. invest in crypto, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it's just adapting to it, making the most of what is there at the moment and then seeing where it could go. But a question I was going to ask you is, you know, because you also invest in both, um, would you say more heavy in property though? But
0: monetary terms, yes, Yeah. naturally. I think. Because of leverage, which is a big thing. Obviously, you don't, you don't get in crypto, or you kind of do. We'll talk about that in another video. Yeah. Um, but interest-wise, crypto, big time. Okay,
1: cool. And with property, what was it initially, especially from a, you come from a background where um, you wasn't even invested in property, right? And you sort of gauge interest. What was it that sort of, Appealed to you about property, and then what made you really dive in and be like, "I'm going to do this full time"? Because you did it very quickly.
0: Yeah. So I think um, the process is difficult. I didn't like working with builders. I didn't like the process is long, it's slow, it's antiquated. We need blockchain for it. I, that's just a fact. Or mm. we need something mm. like blockchain. So I must use Blockchain. blockchain. Um, I think for me, it was the whole thing about assets. Mm. So you know, yes, I can earn more than my portfolio gets me by working, by spending X many hours, but I have to do that. Yeah. Whereas now it earns while I sleep and the buzzwords people say. That was the first thing is that, um, you know, it gives me that kind of asset income, but also an asset that goes up in value mm. that, you know, generally doesn't tend to drop over like the long run, which I'm holding it for the rest of my life, really. Yeah. So those are probably the main things. And then what made me kind of continue through it was actually probably quite specifically the buy refurbish refinance model, because like, yes, I needed money to start. It wasn't my money, you know, mm. investors money. But I pulled it all out. And that is, for me, one of the biggest pros of property at the moment is that I can use investors' money safely because I suppose property is less volatile. So I know at the end of it, I know where I'm going to be, give or take. Um, But by putting the money in and then actually taking almost all of it back out all of it, which I know you've done as well, Mm. I've got an asset giving me a 100% return, whatever you want to call it, unlimited return, and going up in value with no money in it. Whereas when I look at my stocks and shares, ISA for example, mm. that's money in it. Like I can't take that out and still make money on it. That for me was the magic of property.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, that's what sort of appealed to me. You know, you can, I would never sell any any of the property you you know you you want to keep. I would never sell it just purely based on the fact that in general it does go up in value over a long period of time, and can if it continues to do so, then you can. Always refinance if you want, and if you
0: yeah, if you want to sweat it, or just keep it want. lower, yeah, or you, yeah. Could,
1: or you could, or you could bring down your, your LTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So when it comes to passive and property, it's quite a big point because mm-hmm. you know you can make it as passive as you want to a certain level. Yeah, um, there's always going to be times when regardless of how passive you make it you have you're the decision maker right so yes you're going you to have to get involved at some point but you can make it passive you know I, I know that you've made it passive I've made it as passive as I can regardless of how much yeah. a headache it can be um, but what do you think it is about passive and property because the one thing I feel as well so before, before you answer is some people don't want it to be passive as in they want passive element but Mm -hmm. people are really passionate about it so they want to run a property business so you know it's a double-edged sword because people like you need to be in it and you can make it passive but some people just love it so they don't want it to be passive Mm -hmm. where are you
0: i and you're the people who have property businesses and they hire people and they grow it i love that because it does a lot in my opinion for the economy it does a lot at scale that most property investors never reach what Mm -hmm. does the landlord owns like the average landowner is like two, three properties. So everyone we know, including us, are like way past that. Yeah, that's so almost like 400. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're miles past it and we don't think we're yeah. anything big, but actually statistically we are. So I love people who do that. Mm. I just don't have an interest in the whole process enough. Like I love interior design. I love legals. It's kind of it. I, and I do like, you know, architecture, and, but that's creativity. You know, so for me, one, I don't want to manage humans, at least in a property um, business. Secondly, I've always built this from day one. It's set up as a business, you know, it's limited company, things are outsourced, it's process driven, but I was never going to hire anyone because this is trying to be as passive as possible. Um, Could I bought more properties? Could I, maybe, but I'm not at the scale yet with, you know, 12 properties that I need, and you know, flips ongoing, that I need to have a business. so for me, it was always going to be a sort of passive, you know, portfolio business. I kind of call it like a portfolio of investments in stocks and shares. I ain't mean, touching them. I don't, I don't go to the AGMs. I don't care, you know, like yeah. it's kind of like that. So and you kind of asked, what is it with like people wanting that? I think people have jobs, 9 to 5, yep. you know, you've got... It makes me, just to think about it, having to get up at a set time, mm. and can you imagine me trying to leave on time every single day? It never no. happened. No. You wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be waiting in the car for me. I'm like, oh, the train's then, <laughs> but... And then I'd get to the station, and the train would be, like, almost leaving. I could run, and, you know those guys who run commuters? And I was like... Next one. Nah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just didn't give a shit. So, like, you know what, it's kind of... That's what it is, it's people like that, but maybe most people give a shit, right? Most people don't want to be yeah. late. Most people, they're, they're in that and they get sick of it after years and years and years. And what they want is the total opposite. To so sit in the Maldives and earn passive income. But actually most people don't want that when they realize it. They just want some income so they can spend more time with their kids. They yeah. can go Tesco's at midday. You know, they can just do what, go for walk. You know, I can bake bread Monday morning and I'm, my missus always takes the piss out of me. If this is your <laughs> job, this is what you seven boys to do. But I can. Yeah. That's what I think we really want and property can give it.
1: Do, do you feel with property that I think the two sort of misconceptions or, if the two things about property I feel that people misunderstand are one, when you're building a rental portfolio, you are building a business. Whichever way you look at it, there are moving parts you know, there's income, there's expenses. If you don't understand Mm -hmm. how a business operates, then regardless of how many properties you buy, eventually you could run into some issues. So one, I believe having a rental portfolio is a business Mm -hmm. um, that I think that does get overlooked. And the Mm -hmm. other thing is what moves the property market. Do you feel that um, there's more sort of content out there on just this is how the numbers stack, this is how you find the deal, get the deals done, stop sitting around doing nothing and just get deals done. You think there's a lot about that and then the, the stuff that actually I think matters in the background does get overlooked and then people have to learn it when it comes to it or do you feel that you could just jump in, take action, and it's all, it's all good?
0: Uh, you know, I kind of agree with the latter part that you can mm. kind of jump in. And I, think, and I think with crypto, you can't. With crypto, it's so much easier to jump in. You, know, you can mm. put money in pretty quickly after verification. But with property, I think because, and, you know, open to views on this, but because property is safe, bricks and mortar traditional, it always goes, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think because of that, it's kind of easier to jump in because even if you buy now at the height of the market or maybe we're still getting to the height, but if you buy now, yes, it might correct. But in 10, 15, 30 years, it's probably going to be higher than it is now to an extent. That's the general belief. That's the 18-year property cycle, blah, blah, blah. So I think because of that, People do jump in and they don't look at that as much but also most people aren't bothered about leaving in much leaving in money right most people 25% deposit they're done so they don't care about you know the kind of the bigger thing that moves the market because they're just thinking well if I put 25% in I've got a long way to go before negative equity I'm kind of safe and the general view is right or wrong property always goes up in value I think that you still need to have some awareness But you don't have to do it yourself. And there's good people who post about the property cycles and what moves the market, and you talk about it. So yeah, people don't have to research it themselves, but they should be aware of it. But I also wanna go to your first point and say that people shouldn't get stuck in it and be like, oh my God, we're at the height of the market. I can't buy anything. Oh my God, we're in a crash. What if it keeps going lower? Mm. Like with crypto, right? It's Mm. like, oh, wait for uh, Bitcoin to drop there, to drop there, and then you never get in. Mm. So it's kind of both. I just don't want people to not take action because they're just like, well, I'll wait until it's cheap, you know? Basically.
1: Yeah, it's always the fear and greed, that's what moves yeah. the markets regardless. Uh, it's, it's the reason why I ask is, is you know, um, I think it probably comes back to doing your due diligence on where you get information from. Yeah. <laughs> because the reason why I say this is because, you know, we was talking last night about, you know, back in, before the sort of financial crisis in 2008, just before the market rolled over, it was the best time to buy us from some people, you yeah. know, and it was always the best time to buy. And I think, you know, there's some places in the UK now that haven't recovered since the financial crisis. So, you know, it's never always, doesn't always just go up, right? And we've seen a chart yesterday that until the home ownership mortgage was actually promoted in 1970, before that, the property market was very flat and then it went pretty crazy, right? And it's been going crazy ever since. So I think it's probably, like you said, if you sit on the fence for too long and worry about where the tops and bottoms are, then of course it's going to be, you're never going to do anything. So you do need to take action. But I think it's just taking um, being responsible of how you do it and probably doing the due diligence on where you get information from rather than just jumping in. And it's the same with crypto, you know?
0: I mean, yeah, crypto is even harder because with property, I think, you know, there's a bit more realism from influencers and from, from like, you can't just be like, I mean, there are crazy claims. Oh, I'm financially free in seven days. But it's not like crypto where you could get in Doge before it went crazy. You could put in some people put in like a grand, and they ended up with like millions or whatever craziness. Mm-hmm. You could just take one snap of that. I'm um, teaching everyone how to invest. Now, most of society y'all are shallow, so let's just let's just get that out <laughs> there. Um, you're going to jump on this yeah. and say, "Oh, teach me, teach me! Here's a grand." It's like you, like everyone's dumb in this in this sort of um, scenario. So, doing due diligence is very hard. And in crypto, I mean, you haven't got I mean, company's house for property investors you can kind of use, but for crypto, like it's really yeah. hard. To do your due diligence on people. And just to go back to one of the points earlier I mentioned about capital appreciation, you shared an interesting statistic um, from Bitcoin from May 2020, I think, I think it was, until now. Yeah. Bitcoin had a, was it 300? It's just in the
1: 400% move to the upside and it outperformed the property market for 20 years. So right. since 2000, well, and that was the highest. So, the, the highest increasing growth in the property market was in Manchester, grown up to 143%, which, the rule of 72, that's on average doubled every 10 years, yep. as they say. Um, so, just Manchester, but most of the country was up around 100%. Something, something, yeah. um, But, yeah, just from May 2020, if you only just cost averaged in, but from then, it's over doubled the property market growth over 20 years in, since May 2020. And another thing. So one of the things that I want to sort of just quickly cover is, people look at Bitcoin. Let's just use Bitcoin because crypto is just a whole world. Um, but Bitcoin, um, people take a short-term mindset to try and get short-term gains. Yep. But Bitcoin was never made to be a short-term asset, and I mentioned this last night. So. The last block is going to be mined in the year 2140, right? So Satoshi, whoever that person, people, whoever that is, nobody it wasn't built to be a short-term asset. If it was, then why are we waiting until 2140? So you do need to take a longer-term time horizon. Yes, you can get crazy gains in short periods of time because the market is so volatile. And if you're disciplined, you can take good money off the table. If you do put sell orders in, you are disciplined and take some money off the table. But if you're looking to just jump into crypto and hope you're going to be one of those dogecoin millionaires, <laughs> then it's probably the wrong attitude to take because you could get lucky. I know people that's been lucky. I've been lucky on some things, right? It, it's. But if you want to take a real sort of investor's head to crypto, then there's more to look at. And you don't need to be, like I said, a computer scientist. You just need to be responsible and take a common sense approach to it rather than trying to try and find all the meme coins. And
0: And I think that that's kind of where people go wrong is that they see the people who get lucky. They Mm. try and get lucky. They buy, you know, they buy a silly time. They don't dollar cost averaging. They do all this kind of they just and then they get burnt, oh, I can't touch crypto, I lost all this money, you know, oh, that was for my kid's nursery. So, like, well, you're an idiot for so, putting yeah. that in the first yeah. place. But, like, I think, <laughs> people, Like, you know, when we were at the event yesterday, the lady who um, brought us in from reception, she goes, oh, what crypto do you invest in? She goes, oh, not Bitcoin, that's the worst one. Some economy guy said that to me, and she goes, oh, I would never touch Bitcoin. I was like, okay, well, we'll just make money then, and you won't. Like, it's, it's, it, like there's all this misinformation and just, like, like you know, because, like you said, what you Google is what you'll find. Crypto is a scam. Oh, bloody hell, all these. Crypto is incredible, all these things. So, like, I think people need to take a balanced approach. Um, where possible, l- use some technical analysis. Although, as we know, you know, Bitcoin sees support and just says, out of the way, and goes on. So, yeah. I, you know.
1: I think with, with TA, like technical analysis and crypto, yes, you can look at TA, engage certain metrics, but crypto just does whatever it wants, right? <laughs> so, um, it's better for me to look at, you know, a longer term time horizon. And when I say longer term, like in the 5D um, program last May time, you know, people were a bit concerned. You know, we had just launched the Crypto 20 in a very uncertain time and people were concerned and we had a huge correction. And it, we looked at Solana at the time and we was kind of like, well, look, if you're gonna be looking at any of these in particular, then Solana, well, obviously I didn't know it was gonna go and do 1200% in six weeks, but, just based on a few different metrics in Solana and, and what it was about to do and uh-huh. do overall in the, the Solana ecosystem, we was like, this is a good one to look at. We expected a decent move. Obviously it outperformed the move I expected and went and did over 1000% in a short period of time. So it was kind of just looking at what these different blockchains do. and compare them to others and look at, there's a lot of things you can take look look, the tokenomics, and you could go into the, the team and all the different things that people mm-hmm. look at, but it's kind of looking at what makes sense, and it's the same with property, It's the same with any in asset class, what makes sense, and usually what your gut tells you, not what somebody else tells you, usually your gut is right, yeah. so it's kind of taking a look at it, taking a common sense approach, if it looks too risky to you, then maybe it's not for you. It's not a case of everyone should own crypto. If someone asked me, does, should everyone own some crypto? I believe that they should, not financial advice, but I do believe that you know in a portfolio you should hold some. What crypto that should be is entirely up to you as an individual. Do I believe everyone should own property? I think they should. If they can, I think they should, inside their portfolio. And you could really go out there and diversify across a bunch of different things. But I think first and foremost, people that invest, what they should really look at, regardless of what asset it is, is something that can provide you some sort of income, first and foremost, because it's all good investing and waiting for capital appreciation. But if you don't currently have a good job or business Uh that gives you a good cash flow month on month or good income, then your entire investment portfolio can be compromised at some point because then you could be forced to sell something that you don't want to sell. So mm-hmm. I think overall, that's the first thing people should be focused on.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think those are really good points. And, you know, you said earlier, volatility is the price you pay for the return you get. I think that's a really good way of like summarising that because people always say like, oh my God, one day it's here, next day it's here, next day it's here. And I think like, you know, people don't look at their stocks and shares like that. Right. I don't. I look at it every month just to be like, oh, yeah, we're up. But like, you know, I I don't care. And what you said there was bang on about it's a long term asset. So, you know, people look for short term gains because they see people getting lucky, because they see the media, because they see up, down, up, down. So if I buy there and sell there, then I'm, you know, but if people change their mindset, I also I mean, I don't know if this is true, but if everyone changed their mindset about it, it might be less volatile and turbulent because everyone's thinking it's long term. It might have some more stability. I don't know. Um, like most stocks and shares of companies are pretty boring, right? They just sort of mm. trundle along. Um, but people wouldn't be put off by it. They wouldn't, you know, oh, I'm going to sell. Oh, I'll just sell at a loss. Like I'm 50% down like, but I won't look at the. I wouldn't zoom out and look at the bigger picture. So I think property investors, I agree with you, not financial advice. They need to consider it. They need to understand the pros, the cons, get the information from the right place, not be looking at it every day understand that actually property gives you benefits, so does crypto, but Mm. together, there are definite benefits. And if you're doing flips, for example, you all these chunks of money, Mm. you know, what's the harm, you know, in my opinion, for myself, putting a little bit into crypto, putting a bit here, you know, in NFTs and other stuff, um, and trying to make your money work harder. And I agree, it is the future. So, on that note, Yep. thank you very much for watching make sure you hit subscribe these instagram subscribe. is in the notes below make sure you click on that and give him a follow he puts really good content um and also put a link to his 5d mastermind which has made me money it's made james money who you all know uncle james yeah. and it is a fantastic program to be part of and keep an eye out for our next videos because we're talking about mna we're talking about things we don't like about crypto we're talking about living life efficiently d gets his barber to come to his house you know like so personal chef all of this stuff so um, i might be his personal chef. who knows if he takes me to dubai i might be so um yeah keep an eye out for that and make sure you hit subscribe like and share this with your friends